Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the final buzzer sounds, we're here to wrap it up. Why not? Here's Steph Curry! It's time for Warriors Wrap-Up. Well, Whitey Gleason, I think we have a new leader in the clubhouse as far as the best win of this 2019-20 season. The Warriors rallying from 15 down. They were down 15 early in the third quarter. It was 64-49. to The Nuggets had the lead. From that point on, the Warriors outscored the Nuggets 67-36. They go on to put the Nuggets away. Uh, in the fourth quarter and win tonight 116 to 100. So the Warriors pick up their second win in the last three games, their second consecutive road victory uh, as they're in the midst of a, a very long home losing streak. But Jordan Poole and Eric Paschal helped flip this game in the second half. Andrew Wiggins w- was excellent all around tonight. Uh, Dragon Bender and, and Michael Mulder both pitching in. The Warriors, nine players, three of them on 10-day contracts, and they, against a team that came into the night, the two-seed in the Western Conference, flip a game on the road in one of the toughest places to play and win by 16. Yeah, they had six players in double figures tonight. I'll be honest, I didn't see this one coming. Uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean, how could you? I know, but to your point there, this is really interesting. Pool tonight had 15 points on seven shots. Bender, 14 points on nine shots. Wiggins, 22 points, 16 shots. Chris had 16 points on 12 shots. Pascal had 22 points on 13 shots. My point isn't just that they shot a high percentage. My point is that, and this was also the case when they beat Phoenix, the offense was working. It's tough to guard a team when the shots are so evenly distributed. You can't focus on one guy and it was an incredible performance tonight. Uh, that said, the Houston win. Come on, Christmas Day of Houston. That's the win of the year. I, I think it was up until tonight. No, and no, and no, Saturday no. earned its way, I thought, into the two spot. But, no, I, I think when you win the game tonight, as the Warriors did, on the road against a better team than the Rockets are, uh, I, I think you have to – I think you have to put tonight as number one. It's on the road. You don't. You had Draymond Green in that game on Christmas. You don't have Draymond Green tonight. You've got three players out of nine healthy bodies 
that are on 10-day contract. Dragon Bender may not even make it to tomorrow. Yes, I know that, well, he better, right, after tonight. Let's hope so. Fingers crossed. That'd be a tough one if you had to tell him, hey, nice game, what a win. Um, Listen, got some tough news, so I'm hoping he gets another 10-day. The thing is, uh, and this was a wonderful, wonderful win, clearly number two, the second greatest win of the year, but to beat the Rockets on freaking Christmas Day with the whole country watching, tonight was an incredible win, but it wasn't as significant as the Christmas Day win over the Rockets. 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. 888-957-9570, Warriors wrap-up here on 95.7 The Game as we're brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of home search. John Dickinson and Whitey Gleason inside our San Francisco studios. The Warriors, they've won two in a row on the road. That's Ooh. right. Now 14-48, and 48, 20 games to go. And uh, just you know, so many positive contributions in the ball game tonight. Another night where the Warriors wind up... Uh, Similar fashion to the game against Phoenix, 31 assists to go with 11 turnovers. They were a 3-1 to assist-to-turnover ratio in the ballgame on Saturday night that they won, and they are able to essentially do that again, plus one turnover. Uh, and Andrew Wiggins leading the way as a playmaker tonight with 10 assists. Playing point guard, he did some of that in Minnesota. Yeah, that's another indication that the offense was clicking. As you said, 31 assists tonight to the 11 turnovers. Also, Jordan Poole with six assists, had some beautiful passes. And Pascal, uh, five assists. If I'm not mistaken now, he's got 11 assists over his last two games. That's incredible because that's an aspect of his game that he's had to work on. Yeah, and I think Jordan Poole, I mentioned him and Pascal in the second half, but when this game became real and the Warriors had an opportunity to win it, it was really because Jordan Poole, uh, in that third quarter toward the end, just he he got hot and he he carried the Warriors, which yep. and he continues he to make plays. I mean, you, you mentioned the assist, but he's making plays that he looked completely incapable of making earlier on in the season. It's been kind of night and day, I think, in terms of the confidence level overall since he went down to the G League and then came back. Uh, but when he he's gotten himself to a point where when he makes shots, he's actually a pretty He's a pretty positive player now. Yeah, six three-point attempts, and he made four of them. And he's playing with confidence, and you can see clearly that his teammates have confidence in him. And one of the things that the Warriors have a really good sense of, considering how young they are, is they have a good sense of feeding the hot hand. Pascal was hot for a while. They fed him. Jordan Poole, of course, he's running the show. Uh, Wiggins kind of uh, took center stage there for a little bit. And uh, it's a very, as I said, very fun style to watch and a difficult style to guard. Any offense is hard to guard when people are making shots, but there were so many guys making shots tonight. It really seemed to demoralize the Nuggets, who, by the way, beyond the arc tonight, the Nuggets, they made three out of 23 pointers. So we've talked a lot about about how the Warriors have been getting buried at the three-point stripe. Other way around tonight, Denver was three of 20, and the Warriors were 18 of 41. Yeah, and the Warriors now... Think about this. In two games, so eight quarters plus an overtime in the first game back on January the 16th at Chase Center, where the, the Warriors were a handful for the Nuggets on that night, had a 19-point lead that the Nuggets came back and, and beat the Warriors on that night here in San Francisco. But you look at the two games, the Warriors have made 38 threes. 38 threes in two games against the Nuggets, and yeah, the Nuggets were cold, and uh, the Warriors wind up, I mean, that you, you just haven't seen that uh, all year. I mean, the Warriors have been on 
the bad end right. of nights like that, as you mentioned, a bunch of different times. I mean, the, the, the Warriors against the Nuggets from three this season has been the opposite of them against Sacramento from three, as we've seen in the now, what, three games that those teams have played. I think the Warriors have made 15 threes in three games against the Kings. They've made 38 in two games against the Nuggets. Yeah, they had 20 against them the last time, but again, a number of those guys aren't here anymore, so who picks up the slack? Wiggins, two for six. Molder, five for ten beyond the arc pool, as I said, four for six. Uh, Pascal hit two of four three-pointers, and Bender hit two of four three-pointers. Yeah, and and Dragon Bender, you think he's going to get... Think he's going to get another ten day? See, I mean, I've been saying that I think there may be something there, so I'm a little biased. But yeah, you like to, him more than more than most. He made a really nice pass, and I missed another shot at the rim that he, that he should have made. But still, trying to be um, objective about it, I think he showed enough tonight. Where if you're the Warriors, wouldn't you just hey, what the heck? We'll give him another ten day. Yeah, unless you have your eye on somebody that that you're going to have to, you know, that you really are desperate to get into the mix. The Warriors did fill their roster up. Uh, with uh, 15 spots for the first time signing Chase and Randall. So they actually are maxed at the the 15-man limit right now as far as roster spots. So if somebody else is going to come in, uh, if somebody on a 10-day once their 10 days expire hey, would Jordan have to Bell's be Jordan Bell's going to be available, right? Yeah, I don't know that the Warriors are going to be looking so. at uh, yeah, Jordan Bell. I don't think so. All kidding aside, it's unfortunate. He has squandered a couple opportunities here. Yeah, first career 20-point, 10-assist game for Andrew Wiggins second career double-digit assist game. But, yeah, first time in his career, I know you're right, the Timberwolves at times had tinkered around with him playing. It's funny, the Warriors, during the time that he's been here uh, with Golden State, they have looked at Wiggins as, can he play three, can he play four? When he was with Minnesota, often it would be, can he play two or can he play one? Yeah, And he would find his way in, in positions where he'd be handling it a lot and trying to create. Uh, I think we learned another just new little wrinkle about the capabilities of Andrew Wiggins when he's engaged and and when he's comfortable on the court. I mean, he can be somebody that can keep it moving. It's been interesting to see how the Warriors have adapted to the fact that they've been shorthanded at point guard. Pascal brought the ball up a time or two uh, tonight. But the thing I really liked about Wiggins, and a, a, a fantastic game for him, he had the 22 points, 10 assists. He also had five rebounds, and a couple of those were really big contested rebounds late. Haven't seen a lot of that from him. The rebound total tonight, eh, five. But, you know, it's not always about the number. It's about what kind of rebounds they were. And he had some tough, tough rebounds tonight. A beautiful pass to Marquise Chris. Marquise Chris, you, you have barely noticed him. He had 16 tonight. And he had uh, five rebounds on 7 of 12 shooting. How about the desperate Nuggets? The Denver Nuggets were so desperate tonight that they went to hack a Chris. With 241 left, like, yeah, I foul. And he's not even a bad foul shooter this year. 76%. I don't know what. And I thought it was almost as if Michael Malone was just trying anything because because he knew that his team had no answer the way the Warriors were in such a rhythm. We were, it's funny, uh, we had the, the Pelicans and the Timberwolves game on in addition to the Warriors-Nuggets game at one You didn't one think point. the Pelicans played well tonight, did you? Uh, it was the worst defense I've seen both ways, really. But we had it was in the second quarter when it was on next to the, to the Warriors game in our little hub here where we were watching it. And, I mean, it was just – it was some of the worst defense. The teams were in such an offensive rhythm because neither team was giving any effort at all right. defensively. To where it was just, it was like a Let layup score, line. We'll get the ball back. Yeah, okay. It, okay. So it, awful. And so it got to a point where 
nobody could be stopped. And I think the Warriors hit that point for Denver, and Denver had a much better effort than what we saw out of the Pelicans or Timberwolves in the in the few minutes of that game that we watched. But the point being, it got to a point where Michael Malone thought, you know what, I got to do something just to stop the rhythm, even if just to you know, yeah. just to break the game up. Yeah, uh, and yeah, Marquise Chris, I believe, seventy six percent free throw shooter on the year. Uh, he goes to the line, and that didn't work. And it was also at a point where they were probably already down too much to yeah. even really try to do that. Yeah, left, so it down was a matter 13, of, look, I think, at that yeah, point. Yeah, we're going to, if I do nothing, we are going to lose. If we try this, we are probably going to lose, but what the heck, it's all I got left tonight. Yeah, yeah. and I think at that point he's thinking, well, maybe he'll miss, maybe somebody will go two for four, right. and we'll go down and get Make five points, threes. Yeah, you know, and then, and then all of a sudden maybe it's a nine-point game with two minutes left. And, you know, then you can maybe get a couple of stops. Maybe the Warriors go cold and you can uh, wind up trying to come back and win tonight. Uh, add it all up, I-, I think, and Whitey disagrees a little bit. Disagrees strongly. Tonight is the most impressive win of the year in my book. Well, now, wait a minute. Are we, We've changed it a little bit. Best win, most impressive. What are we talking about exactly? Best win. Most, best win? Best okay, win yeah. and most impressive win. To me, um, you're talking about the win over the Houston Rockets. By the way, do I have this right? And You may have touched on this earlier. Ten fifty one left in the third quarter. Denver was up sixty four to forty nine. Sixty four forty nine. Yeah. So the final was one sixteen to one hundred Warriors, which means the Warriors outscored Denver from that point sixty seven to thirty six. Is that correct? Is that that is correct. Come on. That math computes. Sixty seven to thirty six. With Crazy. nine guys. Crazy. Three of them on ten days. Wow. Yeah. Again, you you just made my argument for me. <laughs> I mean, but it wasn't on Christmas Day, and the whole nation wasn't watching, and it wasn't against one of your arch rivals. Look, I fully understand. Don't sleep on that win over the Cavaliers the day before uh, the, the Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. Yeah, I um, I understand why Warrior fans would would have a certain love and appreciation and admiration for the win over the Rockets for for the reason that you mentioned. But the reality is that game was at home. That Which game, makes it better. That game was against an inferior opponent. And look, the Nuggets are better than the Rockets. Like that's just flat out. Now, you know, are they going to wind up in the same boat come playoff time, where uh, they aren't winning a championship or not I making would, it I to would, a conference finals? I think both those teams are going to wind up not in a conference finals. I would quibble with your description. Okay, you say an inferior opponent. Perhaps they're inferior to and, the Nuggets, and, but no, they're no, still no. a really no, good no, no, no. team. Not inferior to the Warriors. Certainly not yeah. in this. Not in this year. Yeah. But my point is, Den- Denver is better than the Rockets. You beat Denver on the road, and you beat Denver from down 15 to win by 16 when you have nine healthy players. You have none of your star players. You have no Curry. You have no Draymond. You have no Clay. You have three of the nine on 10-day contracts. And look, Denver historically is one of the most difficult places to play in the entire NBA. I know. They have, the what, the second-best home record or going into the night, second best home record in the conference. Thing is, they don't have Russell Westbrook. They don't have James Harden. Okay? And beating those guys on Christmas Day, it made Christmas for so many Warrior fans. Again, I get it because... And this was like, wow, it's a nice, nice win. Really yeah, nice win you know on, a, on a Tuesday, on Super Tuesday. Yeah, beating the Rockets. Yeah, but they'll beat the, the Warriors. It's old hat beating the Rockets. <laughs> Warriors beat the... How many times have Warriors beat the Rockets in big games Draymond in the last five years? Game. Oh, it was a great game. Warriors have done no- the Warriors too. have done nothing but beat the Rockets the last five six years. 
Well, that's because the Nuggets haven't been good enough to get in any of those big games. I know they've been a playoff team. 888 888-957-9570. 888-957-9570. Let's quickly go ahead and hear from the head coach of the Warriors, Steve Kerr, as he met uh, with reporters at Pepsi Center following the Warriors' 116-100 to win over the Nuggets. Uh, he talks about the effort and also uh, his thoughts on Dragon Bender, who could potentially be at the end of his run. I just think we um, we got that momentum late in the third. Jordan made some some big shots uh, and then carried it over into the fourth, and it just felt like the momentum kept kept going. Our guys kept staying in every play defensively. We got some key stops, and then our speed made a difference. You know, Marquise got down the floor several times uh, for layups and dunks, and Andrew made some brilliant passes, and just we gained confidence, um, you know, at the end of the third, early fourth. And uh, it was beautiful to watch. I mean, they, these guys have gotten so much better, and um, it's great to see them rewarded for, for their efforts. Was Jordan leaps and bounds from where he was at the beginning of the season? Was it just a matter of time for a rookie? I think I think all of our rookies are, are dramatically better. I mean, you look at Eric Paschal, uh, Jordan, um, you know, they, they're just... Um, and, and this is how it should be. You know, you, you, there's so much to learn in the NBA. Uh, it's such a different game from the college game. And um, so you have to learn and see all these pictures. And then you see them over and over again. And then you start to recognize them before they happen. And and uh, when you gain that experience, it allows you to be a step ahead. And I think that's what's happening now with both Jordan and, and Eric. And... Um, and our, our, all of our young players, Marquise, uh, Juan was uh, was really good tonight. I thought Damian Lee, despite the fact that he had a, uh, a tough shooting night, he, you know, I think he was the highest plus-minus guy on our team. He, 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 uh, he played uh, a really good game. He did a lot of good things for us. He defended. He was scrappy. Um, he um, took care of the ball. He, he was right in the middle of a lot of the action when things were going well. And it's important for for young players to understand that that um, you know in the NBA season you're going to have some really tough shooting nights. If you're able to play through those and still contribute like Damian did tonight, that's a that's a big step. And uh, one of the reporters I was reading on Twitter had asked Steve Kerr uh, about uh, Dragon Bender. I mentioned that before, and that actually wasn't mentioned in the portion we played. Uh, he was asked about Dragon Benner, and he he said, "Hey, I'd love to, I'd love to have him for another ten days. So we'll we'll have to see you know where that goes from here. Uh, but I wanted to make sure we got that in as we welcome you back in here to Warriors Live, our Warriors wrap up on ninety five seven the game, celebrating now, the second biggest win of the year for the Warriors. Yeah, semantics maybe on that one a little bit. Uh, Damian Lee was somebody I wanted to ask you about, and Ethan Strauss of. The Athletic had a tweet at Sherwood Strauss on Twitter uh, during the, the closing moments of the game when it looked like the Warriors were going to win regarding Damian Lee. Uh, and he said, Damian Lee plays a style that keeps the offensive flow going even when his shot is off. And I'm and I, one of six from three, one of nine. I mean, what, what do you think of, of that? Like he just he just kind of play like we, some guys when they're not making shots, they wreck the game for you. He takes good shots is what that means. He takes shots. Sometimes uh, when you have the ball moving like the Warriors are moving it when they have all these assists and the ball finds a certain player in a certain situation, like Damian Lee on the wing for an open three, he's got to take that shot. And you can disrupt the offense by passing on the shot. A missed shot you can take. 
or if a player is forcing shots that don't come in the rhythm of the offense, that can disrupt things. But that's what I take out of that, and I agree with that. Damian Lee is a guy who takes shots that he should be taking, doesn't force the issue, knows when he's supposed to take the open shot. They didn't fall for him tonight. But uh, that's interesting what Steve Kerr pointed out, said he had the highest plus-minus of anybody on the team. He did have three assists, and he had three steals tonight. And he continues to be a player that I think just he he looks like he will fit very nicely into a reserve role. And you know, one thing that the Warriors have really... He's got to make shots, though. Now, tonight he didn't, he does. he and, will and have I th- to make shots. But I think, That's going to happen. And I sometimes. think he has, for the yes, most part. he has. I agree. You know, to where, it, if you extrapolate it out, he w- you know, over what he's done to this mm-hmm. point, he, if he keeps that level of consistency up, he will. Uh, one thing that the Warriors have really struggled with as they got better, as they became more of a star-dominant team versus a strength-and-numbers team, is they would find themselves in situations where if they did have injuries or if they did need to give a player a night off here or there, they just didn't... They had specialists in a lot of ways. They had a bunch of bench players that you felt comfortable playing anywhere between, let's say, six or about 18 minutes a game. Uh, And what would happen is when guys would go out or they would be shorthanded they would have to play players that they were really only comfortable playing 6 to 18 minutes a game more than that and that created issues damian lee's the kind of player and i think a number of players if there's one thing that they gain this season players that may not even consistently be in the rotation next year damian lee has that he's almost he can go both ways with it. if you only need him to play 12 to 18 minutes that's fine but if you do have to give somebody a night off or you do have an injury, he's showing that he can actually play 30 minutes a game where the Warriors just didn't have a lot of players that that they even wanted to soak up that amount of minutes with regularity. Yeah, not to make excuses, I wouldn't be surprised if Damian Lee's jump shot was not present tonight because his legs were not totally present. Uh, you go back to Saturday against the Suns, he played 37 minutes. Then the next night against the Wizards, he played 34 minutes. And then tonight he plays uh, 33 minutes. So he's been logging a lot of hard minutes. Yeah, a lot of hard-fought minutes for Damian Lee and, and somebody that, again, continues to play. Uh, and, and it looks like you know his type of play fits with what the Warriors are going to try to do. I think you know Eric Paschal, it's another night for him. And, and, and look, Jordan Poole's not somebody. Uh, I know he's not somebody that I have in the rotation for the Warriors at the beginning of next year. I do have him really well tonight. on yeah. the roster for yeah. sure. But the more he shows that he can be somebody that that you know you can put out there if you need to as a you know a, a third string type of a player just for next year as he continues to you know work his career arc arc up I think that's even a positive. I don't think the Warriors knew that he had the court vision he has because if they knew he was capable of making the kind of passes that he's made in traffic, I think they would have had him playing point guard a little earlier in the year, right? That's yeah, maybe. Been, that's been really interesting to see. Maybe. He, it, well, He's a very deft passer. Although you noticed early on uh, in this season that he actually did everything that you thought. He did everything except shoot better than you thought he would coming in. Yeah, I just know early on Steve Kerr talked about how they expected Poole and hoped he'd be a catch-and-shoot guy. And then he struggled with that. And then out of necessity, right? Well, he had to run a little point. Hey, he's pretty good at that. So that's worked out very nicely. Overall, I know he's had uh, games where he scored more points. But given that they had their second uh, most impressive win of the year tonight, and he played a key role, this is his best game of the year. John Dickinson, Whitey Gleason, 888-957-9570. 
888-957-9570. Warriors beat the Nuggets tonight, 116-110. to You heard it right here on 95.7 The Game. Now, back to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. John Dickinson and Whitey Gleason back here in San Francisco. Warriors with uh, what I'm calling their biggest, brightest, best, most impressive, whatever you want to tab it, win of the season, 116 to 110. Second biggest. That's what I want to tab it. Second biggest win of the year. Uh, That's what I want to tab it. The Nuggets tonight, 116 to 110. They outscore the Nuggets 33-23 in the third quarter after being outscored in the second quarter by the exact same margin and then 34-19 Warriors in the fourth quarter. We should it's Super Tuesday, we should vote on it. Okay. Yeah. I just I've given you my vote. You want to you you're 888-957-9570 take the take the vote, take the pulse of the the fans? Yeah. Nothing against this win. It was wonderful. They have a handful of nice wins now, right? They have three really nice wins of their 14. This was a wonderful win, but it wasn't beating the Rockets on Christmas Day. By the way, looking at the schedule here, it tends to get uh, a little tough, doesn't it? You got the Raptors coming in Thursday. The Sixers, although they're not really the Sixers right now, given their injury situation on Saturday. Then the Clippers come in on the 10th. The Nets come in on the 12th, and then the Warriors go play the Milwaukee Bucks. They follow that up with a trip uh, to Toronto to play the Raptors on the 16th. Then they got to play the Pacers after that. Yeah, it's, on the road, it's going to be very tough. Yeah, here moving forward. Although uh, Joel Embiid, it sounds like he's going to miss Thursday. They play in Sacramento before they come here. It sounds like he's going to miss that game in addition to Ben Simmons. But but his evaluation date is actually scheduled to be. Thursday. Okay. So I don't think he's actually – I think he's been ruled out or, or all but out for that game Thursday. There actually is a possibility. I don't think he's officially been ruled out beyond Thursday at ESPN this point. ESPN slash ABC would love to have him back for that game. Love to have yeah. him back and have Steph Curry back all of a sudden as well. Yeah. I saw the promos today. They're already promoting on ESPN. Curry's back for the 76ers on Saturday. Boy, it, it it just it goes to show. I mean, there's there's such a an amount of momentum that that you know can can still be built here with what a quarter of the season, twenty games to go. As far as not not you know making a run or anything like that, but just feeling pretty good about the way the season ends. If you're a Warriors fan, right? Steph comes back and he looks good, and he plays well with Wiggins and. Boy, the opinion of Eric Pascal and Jordan Poole, especially Jordan Poole, has changed dramatically over what it was earlier in the year. Damian Lee looks like a piece that's going to be maybe in the rotation. Marquise Chris is somebody that could be, at least be in the center rotation. Like it, You could still build some momentum at, from now until the end for next year. I think the key question is one that Steve Kerr was asked about, and he addressed it. How much better are the young players? We don't really know, right? We're not going to really know. But when you win two road games in a row at Phoenix, and they're not even close. You blow out the Suns, blow out the Nuggets in Denver. You got to wonder, okay, how much better are these guys? And they played with so much cohesiveness tonight. How much better are the young team? Are these young players? How much better is this young team? Um, it's going to be really interesting to see if we continue to get. Uh, answers to the affirmative as we did tonight the rest of the way. Let's go to Eric and Milbray. Eric joins the conversation here on Warriors Wrap-Up, brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of Home Search. Hey, Eric, you're on 95.7 The Game. Yeah, what's up, guys? Uh, even though I uh, despise the Rockets, and we all do, and uh, 
he's everything they stand for. And I uh, enjoyed that win. I was at that game on Christmas Day. I got to go with today, much more impressive win. Uh, first off, not, uh, Den- winning in Denver with that mile high attitude is one of the toughest places to play. And Denver's normally lights out. I'm stunned the Warriors pulled this off. But uh, the way they won this game in the second half definitely uh, shocked everybody. I expected them to get blown out tonight. But I got to go with uh, tonight, probably the best win of the season. And my guy, Eric Pascal, continuing to amaze. I know John Morant, Zion are going to get the headlines, but this guy being drafted at a second round, projecting not to be a, a do much this season and to bust out on the scene like he has, obviously with the circumstances of injuries, but still performing like he has all season consistently out of nowhere. Uh, I got to give a game ball to him. Uh, Wiggins obviously played well tonight. And just uh, overall factor, Jordan Poole finally starting to come along, find his rhythm a little bit. So when you take into a factor of going on the road, playing in a place like Denver, which they're typically lights out, I got to go, this is probably the top win of the season. So uh, this is going to be some momentum, and we'll see. I don't know. Curry's supposed to come back Thursday night. I should be going to that game as well. So, Eric, can I ask you a question? So, May I ask you a question, Eric? Yeah. Okay. Thank you for your call. I just, I'm wondering if you're running the Warriors, are you giving Bender another 10 day contract? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Why not? His final 20 games, see if this guy could be part of the rotation uh, next season. And he's playing for his NBA career. So I definitely do. So, uh, yeah. Why not give him a shot? Find him 20 games. You got nothing to lose. Thanks, guys. Thank you. I'm with Eric all the way, except for I disagree that tonight's was the biggest win of the year. But it's a big win, so, you know. To Eric's point on Denver, the loss for the Nuggets now dips them down to third in the Western Conference. They're actually a lot closer to Houston. I know Houston lost to the Knicks last night. They're actually closer to Houston than I thought. Oh, oh the inferior Rockets? Yeah, it's, all, yeah it's only a game and a half <laughs> difference now uh, because the Warriors beat them. Uh, but... The Nuggets 24-7 and at home coming into the game tonight. Tonight was the eighth loss in 32 games at home for the Nuggets. One of the most impressive things about Pascal, Eric made some great points, and I know we talked about this last week after they lost to the Lakers. He's become such a leader already because there's been, when you have Draymond's not there, Steph's not playing, Clay's not playing, there is a little bit of a leadership void, right? And obviously not anybody can step in, I'm the leader, but he has kind of seamlessly filled that void. Um, and different players are showing leadership in different ways. Wiggins showed a lot of leadership tonight. But Pascal at times, this was his team tonight. Yeah, it really was. And he, he hasn't been afraid, as you mentioned, to to really step in there because, frankly, on a lot of nights, especially the nights where Draymond Green isn't there and they've been without Steph and Clay, it's, well, who is going to step up? And do yeah, that. And, you know, right. I thought Glenn Robinson third and Alec Burks did a certain amount of yeah, that. But those yeah. guys have been gone now for a number of weeks, basically a month. And so, you know, as a guy that figures to be around for the long haul and figures to pencil in as a guy that's going to be a part of the, the new core in terms of, let's say, an eight or a nine-man depth chart, that's what you want to see. You want to see him be the next man up. Yeah, you could take this team, obviously, and you could play the 2015 Warriors. And the 2015 Warriors would beat this team, I don't know, 20 out of 20, whatever it is. Yeah. But the thing is, the way they played tonight and shared the ball, the spirit of the way they played reminded me of the way that team used to play. Do you know what I mean? I'm yeah. not saying they're as good, but they played the same type of basketball, which is a, a lot of fun to watch. No, it it is a lot of fun to watch, and I think it's – you know, when you look at how that manifests itself, 
It's 30 assists. Exactly. And it's 18 three-pointers. Yes, everyone getting involved and playing basketball. Yeah, it's 30 assists, It's and, and it's it's playing so well offensively that – you know the the offense leads to defense. The defense leads to offense and flow and pace and Wiggins everything. It's all steal. connected. Pardon yeah. me, but the Wiggins on, on Jokic. On... Yeah, yeah, it's one of the one of the best plays of the night. Yeah. They made life very difficult on Jokic. I know it. You know, I'm, I'm looking at the final box score. His, his line wasn't it wasn't terrible. Sixteen points, thirteen boards, seven of fifteen. But he had ten points, twelve rebounds at halftime. Yeah, they they made life pretty difficult on him. I thought made him made him work. There were time, I know early in the game he did wind up having a relatively decent line at halftime. But early in the game we were just looked at each other a couple times like, man, he is struggling. <laughs> uh, but the Warriors they made him struggle tonight. They deserve credit for that. Yeah, and the Warriors were able to overcome the fact that. The Nuggets destroyed him on the glass. I know I mentioned that was my, for what it was worth, key to the game. you got to limit second-chance opportunities. The Nuggets out-rebounded the Warriors 53-35. to Denver had 19 offensive rebounds. Uh, second-chance points, Nuggets 25, Warriors 8. And yet the Warriors win by 16. Yeah, pretty incredible. 888-957-9570, 9570 We'll hear from Eric Paschal coming up. Uh, more of your phone calls as well. It's Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Warriors Wrap-Up continues on 95.7 The Game. John Dickinson and Whitey Gleason back here with you. Warriors with uh, one of their most impressive wins of the season, 116-100. to 100. As uh, the nine-man dubs with three on 10-day contracts flip a 15-point deficit into a 16-point win. Uh, they outscore the Nuggets at one point in the game, 67-36. to 36. That was what, over the final uh, just about two quarters, uh, about 10, what was it, 10.31 to go? 10.51 to 10.51 to go in the third quarter. So the final... 23 minutes of the game, 22-51 overall, 67-36 Warriors. Yeah, basketball's a funny game, isn't it? I mean, look at the last game, the home game against the Wizards. The Wizards made 20 of 33 pointers. Tonight against the Warriors, the Nuggets at home, they make three of 23 pointers. Yeah, pretty incredible uh, when you look at it. Uh, it was a nice night for Eric Paschal. Uh, let's go ahead and hear from Eric Paschal as he met uh, with the media after the ball game. I feel like we played great. I mean, as a group, I feel like we did all the right things. And I feel like at the same time, we uh, we were aggressive in what we needed to do. And I feel like we did a great job all around. And it was very fun basketball to play. Specifically with that drive and kick game between you and Andrew Wiggins, I mean, how important is that going to be when Steph and Clay come back and how much have coaches talked to you about that? I feel like it's, been, it's going to be very important. I mean, just our ability to be able to get in the paint and uh, pass the ball out of the paint. I feel like with them, that's going to be great. And I'm going to try to make a lot of good things happen. If Steph does come back Thursday, how would you assess these four months without him? Like, what, what did you get out of it as a team, would you say? Just playing. I mean, I feel like with Steph, it's just... Steph Curry, so you're going to have a great play on the floor. But I feel like we just all got an opportunity to play, and it's going to be fun to have him back for sure. How do you expect your kind of on-court role to be altered when Steph's out there? He's such a dynamic, different type of player. I don't know. I mean, we're going to see when he comes back. But you know, something that me and Coach Curry could talk about, but uh, I don't know. I don't know right now. And like I said, I'm just playing basketball and not really worried about it. I mean, 
to be able to even play in the NBA is a blessing in itself. So I'm not my role doesn't matter as long as I'm playing and able to contribute to the team and fine with it. You hit three big fourth quarter jumpers tonight. Where are you at? What do you think right now with that jump shot? I know it's kind of an up and down at times this year. I feel like I'm in a pretty good spot. I mean I shoot shoot every day, so I feel like I just continue to shoot with confidence and uh see the results. Yeah, continue to shoot with confidence. And I think, he, I think he's having more results. It's been spotty. I mean, I, I know he he's really rebounded nicely, though, I think, from whatever rookie wall he hit and maybe from his own great start to the season. I mean, he was the, the real, really lone bright spot for a stretch there after Stephen Curry went down and the Warriors were playing just woefully shorthanded through uh, the, the better part of November. And then he hit a wall. But he's bounced back, and, and again, you start talking about guys that can continue to build momentum here in the last 20 games. I think he's right up there at the top of the list. If we had to give out such an award at this point, obviously we have some games left, but if we had to do it now, Pascal, without question, to me, is the warrior of the year. And one of the reasons he's been so impressive is because he's had to expand his game before our very eyes at the highest level. I know we've talked about that before, and uh, I know we've had the opportunity to see him before games working on this. But the three-point shooting is something he's worked really hard on the last three games. I know it's only three games, but still, uh, they've won two of those. He's made four out of eight three-pointers over the last three. Also, uh, is Eric Pascal a distributor? You don't think of him as being that, right? But over the last three games, he's got 15 assists. So he is expanding his game. Another different starting lineup for the Warriors uh, in the ball game tonight uh, as Michael Mulder, uh, Michael Mulder was was put back in there uh, in into the lineup with Damian Lee, Marquise Chris, Juan Toscano Anderson, and Andrew Wiggins. And it was a good night for Michael Boulder, 5 of 10 uh, from three-point range, 15 points. I think he's somebody that the Warriors are probably going to want to see a little bit more of moving forward. Yeah, Bender had been starting. I don't know if it was matchups or what. I thought maybe Bender not being in the starting lineup might be uh, a bad omen for him. We'll still we'll see, but he played well, and Mulder made the most of his opportunity tonight. Uh, again, I know I keep saying you know these numbers, but 15 points for him on 11 shots, so efficient, and he's become he's such a fearless shooter. Yeah, no, he's got a lot of confidence, and I think the way that he's been able to bounce back uh, off yeah. uh, off of a, a slow start as a guy that's on a 10 day, you get 10 days your first game, you were not very good. The pressure's really on, and he's responded. Uh, what have you made of you know Dragon Bender? I know we talked a little bit about it earlier. I mean, I think if if it was if there was a case that he had to make tonight, if it was, you know, 50-50, let's say, I think he did help his cause tonight. He made a really nice pass to Poole. Uh, so he's got some skills from the high post. He does the things that the Warriors want their post players to be able to do pretty well to to, to well. Um, but I still think the key to him, he's got to make threes. Tonight he shot four threes and he made two of them. I think they envisioned for him that stretch big role uh, they had – Spellman in mind for that next year. So if he can make threes, I think there's a role for him. He made a couple tonight. He scored, but I think that's going to be the key for him. Can he make shots? Is he going to be a shooter? If he can shoot, then there's going to be a role for him. John Dickinson, Whitey Gleason, Warriors wrap-up here on 95-7. The game, the Warriors, they beat the Nuggets tonight, 116-110. to Looking ahead here, four more games at home for the Dubs. Yeah. Uh, here with 20 to go on the season, and it looks like Steph... We'll see. Not official. Maybe we'll learn tomorrow. I know Anthony Slater had said uh, on Warriors Live that the Warriors likely to have a small workout tomorrow. That was something I had heard was 50-50 as to whether they were going to have it. But just to really 
come up with a final evaluation point for Steph, put him through a little bit of work before uh, deciding if Thursday's going to be the day that we see him for the first time since October 30th. Yeah, it's going to be a little different for him, right? On the on the one hand, playing against the uh, the G League team and then playing against the Toronto Raptors. If you're Nick Nurse, are you going to box and one him in the first game? You can't the way this the, his new teammates are shooting now, right? I yeah, I mean no, yeah. So I'm asking tongue in cheek, of course. I, I mean, I don't think you're. Gonna, I don't know yeah. what to expect from him. Yeah, I look. I mean, I don't think anybody does. Uh, and, you know, it, it's got to be tough for Steph, I think, to look at his stat line, you know, if all year long, right? He has the first four games. I mean, you just go through his stat line. His stat line was kind of, eh. He's not shooting the ball yeah, well. Yeah, not, in shooting, the the first the, few not shooting the ball well. I mean, but again, it's four games. And it yeah. doesn't matter. And that happens a lot during the course of a season. It's but like I, nine for 37, something like I, that. I would wonder if that's been something that from time to time you. You know, maybe he's taking a glance at, it and you're thinking, "Boy, I gotta, I gotta yeah. fix that." Yeah, I, I gotta come up with a, you know, 15 to 20 games that can really, you know, change what'll go on the, you know, basketball reference page for, you know, all of eternity. I just know that early on when he was playing with Russell, Russell, you know, the Warriors really had to adapt and had to change their style a little bit to fit Russell's game. Uh, and they knew that going in. But these guys, as I've said a number of times now, they're playing that warrior style. So I think Steph Curry, uh, there's not going to be any adjustment in that regard. They're just playing the same offense that they've been playing. Uh, four games on the homestand. It's going to be a lot of fun, isn't it? Toronto and Philly and the Clippers and Brooklyn. Could be a lot of fun. You know, the Warriors, they, for some reason, they have not played well at home. And Toronto's... Pretty good team. You got some good teams coming in here. But if Steph is Steph again, and why wouldn't he be? I think it's going to be a lot of fun. The place is going to be, without question, electric on Thursday. The next plan of action for the Warriors is to snap the, what, now nine-game home losing streak. Uh, They've got a couple of road wins. But, yeah, still no home wins going all the way back to January the 18th against Orlando. That was the last time the Warriors won uh, at Chase Center. All right, that's going to do it for us. Uh, Thanks to uh, Alex Scott and Cody Pasby. For Whitey Gleason, I'm John Dickinson. We will be back on Thursday from Chase Center, 6 o'clock with Jim Barnett and Warriors Live uh, right here on 95.7 The Game. Warriors, they beat the Nuggets tonight for win number 14 on the season. Good night all around for Golden State. We'll talk to you on Thursday right here on 95.7 The Game. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.